Blog Talk Radio. Angel Sport, Bebo Barbecue y The Call Aesthetic presentan Baseball y mucho más. Un programa variado sobre el béisbol de grandes ligas. Béisbol profesional, béisbol doble A, boxeo, golf y ligas infantiles y juveniles. Comentarios, entrevistas con los que hacen la noticia. Con sus anfitriones, Arnold Palillito Santiago, el mago de las estadísticas y el ex grande liga, José Rafael Palillo Santiago. Y ya con ustedes, béisbol y mucho más. Buenas tardes amigos fanáticos y bienvenidos a un programa más de béisbol y mucho más. Hoy el programa va a ser dedicado a todos los amigos que tenemos acá en el área de Estados Unidos, especialmente en Canton, Massachusetts, donde estoy trabajando como uno de los instructores y coaches de los equipos de pelota de la Academia Dirt Dog Sports. Así que ellos han hablado conmigo, tanto los peloteros que trabajo con ellos como los papás de ellos quieren saber de qué se trata este programa de béisbol y mucho más. Y entonces hemos decidido, tanto este servidor como José Rafael Palillo Santiago, de hacer este programa de hoy en inglés. Así que vamos todos ahora a cambiar nuestro sistema en nuestro cerebrito y convertirnos en americanos, aunque sea por la próxima media hora. Esperemos que todos disfruten de este programa y una vez más dejarles saber que lo que queremos es que todo el mundo sepa que es béisbol y mucho más, ¿ok? Así que desde ahora, junio 18, una de la tarde, el programa de béisbol y mucho más en inglés. Hi everyone, we want to welcome you to our program of today. The name of our program is Baseball y mucho más in English. We call it Baseball and a lot more. At the beginning of this show, I was explaining to our listeners back here in Puerto Rico what we do and what we're going to be doing today. We're going to do our show in English. So our friends in Canton, Massachusetts, especially our place in Dirt Dog Sports, our baseball complex where I work there with my brother Alex Santiago. Well, we want to do this in English so you guys know what do we do, especially to our people in Puerto Rico. This is a show, a podcast that we do every day, Monday to Friday, and we let everybody know what's going on around the world. We talk about baseball, we talk about NBA, we talk about NFL, we talk about golf, we talk about boxing. I mean, we talk about everything that has to do with sports, and here we are. Uh, My name is Arnold Santiago. They call me back home, Palillito. They call me alias El Bostoniano. That's a nickname for the Bostonian, of course. Everybody know I'm a big Red Sox fan. I love every sport in, in Boston. The NFL with the New England Patriots, the NHL that we're right now in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we're ahead 2-1 to one at Boston Bruins. So go Bruins all the way. Uh, I don't know too much about hockey, but it's been great, these three games that I've been watching in the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, I think I'm going to watch a lot more hockey games next year. So you guys were right in Dirt Dog. I mean, it's a good sport, at least watching it on TV. I don't think I'll be able to stand up on ice. You guys know that I pretty much just stand up pretty well in the baseball field, but I don't think my body will be great standing up in the hockey ring. Today, 
We're starting our show with the uh, with the area of our show that we call it baseball y mucho más, baseball and much more, with the much more part of it. The much more part of it is when we talk about sports that don't have to be related to baseball. Well, tonight it's going to be game six of the NBA Finals. The San Antonio Spurs visiting the Miami Heat. Everybody knows the Spurs is up 3-2 in this series. I kept telling everybody that my two teams to be in the Finals were going to be the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs, that did happen. And I told you here in our program that whoever finish or go back to Miami up 3-2 will be the champion of the series. I can't see them losing two games in a row. In this case, it's going to be the San Antonio Spurs. It's still the team that I picked to win it all. They're up 3-2. I just don't see a team like that in the finals when you're just like 48 minutes away from winning that big crown that you're just going to lose two games in a row. I just can't see that. Who knows? Maybe Miami could win today. You guys know every time they lose the game, that next game after that, their record is 13-0. and But even if they win today, tonight, I just don't see my San Antonio Spurs losing two games in a row. Of course, I'm going to call it my San Antonio Spurs. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Heat hater, so I cannot root. For Ray Allen, I can't root for the Miami Heat right now. In other news about basketball, well, the main thing that everybody's talking about around here in Boston, we're all talking about Doug Rivers. What's going to happen with Doug Rivers? They're talking about trade rumors. Everybody keeps saying that uh, the L.A. Clippers will receive Doug Rivers and K- Kevin Garnett, KG, yeah, supposed to go that way too. A lot of people are saying if that happens, for sure, the Celtics will buy out uh, Paul Pierce contract, and they'll pay him the $5 million for him to go wherever he wants to go. Of course, everybody keeps saying if that happens, he's from L.A., so Pierce will probably wind up playing with the Clippers, even if it's not a, a regular uh, playing time that he'll get there, but at least he'll come off of the bench, and having Paul Pierce coming off the bench will be a great addition, especially for the Clippers, that for sure, if all this happens, they're going to keep – uh, Bledsoe there because they don't want to give Bledsoe away. They're going to keep Chris Paul there because, you know, he has to agree to a new coach. And who is that coach we're going to be? Pretty sure he will say yes to Doug Rivers coming on board to coach the L.A. Clippers. So if that happens, for sure, that will be the team to beat next year. They won 56 games this year, and their coach was Vinny Del Negro. It's amazing that you finish first. First winning season in that franchise. I mean, the, the, they have never probably won more than 54 games. They won 56, and all of a sudden you did a bad job, and you are fired as a coach. So I would say Doug River has a, a, a big test in front of him. If he takes this job, all reports look that he's going to end up there. Once the trade is completed, he's going to sign a five-year deal with the Clippers for $35 million. So I, I just don't see how. Now, uh, Doug River is going to stay put and don't leave Boston Celtics after, you know, all these news is coming aboard that he just don't probably just want to stay here. He just want to change. I guess he's thinking about the the winning season. Uh, it probably won't happen with the Boston Celtics in his mind. They don't have the talent to do it, so he probably prefers just to go to a new place. Hopefully, Danny Ainge, our GM, will be able to come up, orchestrate a good trade, and then, you know, everybody will come out of this Hopefully the Celtics will come out of it better than the L.A. Clippers. In other news, we we want to let you guys know that, that I don't know what to say, but <laughs> I got a lot of people 
mad in 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 Puerto Rico. It's like they they keep saying the the who's the best coach, either Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson. Uh, I mean, for me, I was I would have to say right now Greg Popovich. Uh, I told everybody around Twitter, told everybody around Facebook. They still getting on me about it. They still say that Phil Jackson is the best because he has ten rings. Popovich is looking for his fifth ring. I just think the the players that he had to deal with, Greg Popovich. I mean, he won the first one with David Robinson. He had Tim Duncan. Had a few guys around him. They weren't superstars. People weren't expecting them to win. They were expecting them to make it to the final, but probably not to win. Then the big three came on. I mean, with the big three, he won three rings. Manu Ginobili, uh, Tony Parker, and excuse me, and Tim Duncan. But if you compare those guys that Greg Popovich had to coach, in addition to what Phil Jackson had to coach when he was winning, I mean, with the Bulls, he was able to win six rings, having Michael Jordan with him and Scottie Pippen. And then he went to the Lakers. He went there and kept winning a few more rings with who? Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. I mean, the players that Phil Jackson has had in, on his team are superstars. They're, they're probably like top three or top five basketball players of all time. He had to coach them, and he won with them. Greg Popovich, I mean, Tony Parker is probably one of the best players in the NBA, but I don't think he's top five in the entire NBA. In the history of the NBA, Tony Parker is not in the top five. Pretty sure Kobe Bryant, you know, you could make a case. He's around there. Michael Jordan definitely is probably the best ever is. So, I mean, the the players that Popovich had to use to win his rings, where, I mean, they're, they're, you can't even compare them to what Phil Jackson had when he was winning his rings. So, for me, best coach in the world, if I have a game seven game, I would say Greg Popovich will be the guy that I want on my team. All right, guys, now let's talk about what we really like. Baseball. This is what we do in this show. We spend more time talking about baseball than the other sports. So for you guys at Dirt Dog Sports, nice to have you on board. Remember, you could follow us on Twitter, and we got two accounts on Twitter. Uh, it will be at Palillo Santiago. Palillo, of course, is the what the nickname that they call my dad back home in Puerto Rico, Jose Santiago in the states, but in Puerto Rico they call it Palillo Santiago. So you could go to at Palillo Santiago, or you could just search his user account as Jose Santiago, and it will show up. Mine will be at Palillito Arno. Palillito, of course, is little toothpick. Palillo song, of course. I can't be Palillo. I have to be Palillito a little bit. So I'm the little one. But you still could use uh, search us, Arno Santiago, and you come out as a user, and you just follow us there. In Twitter, we usually talk about anything about sports. I mean, everything that is going on, we put a little note. We'll let you know. We'll keep you updated. On our website, uh, in Facebook, we got Programa de Radio Solo Baseball. Of course, just just write down Solo Baseball, only baseball. you come up. Uh, just give us a like there. Uh, try to tell everybody to come in. I mean, there, I know everything is in Spanish, but trust me, guys. We always talk to you guys about it. Just go, go to Google. Google Translate will let you know everything that's going on or everything that either me or my dad or my brother Alex writes. So, don't 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 shy away from that. Just copy paste, put it in Google Translate. You know what we're talking about. Well, yesterday, Max Scherzer won his tenth game in a row this year. Ten and all this year is the first time a pitcher from the Tigers starts the season with ten straight wins. 
last one to do it was in 1909. So we're talking 104 years. I mean that the Tigers have never seen a pitcher do that. So what we saw yesterday, Max Scherzer do it. It's something pretty big, pretty amazing, especially for that organization. So we'll see what's going to happen with Max Scherzer. But 10 and 0 is pretty good. I know his ERA is a little high, 3.08, but the main thing is you winning games. I prefer to have a pitcher 10 and 0 with 3.08 than having one that is maybe 5 and 5 with a 1.80 ERA. We just need wins. The team need wins. As long as you're winning, you're doing all right. And a lot of people don't know, but from June 28th of 2012 till yesterday, Max Scherzer right now his record is 20 and 2 with a 2.91 ERA. So that's saying something. That's pretty much. That's a Cy Young kind of season, guys, MVP type of season. That guy, it's it's really, I don't know, he's become one of the best pitchers in, in baseball. We haven't noticed because he's pitching with Justin Verlander, even Rick Porcello is in that team, Doug Fister. So once you see that big rotation, you we, you know, we only concentrate in Justin Verlander, that is, of course, probably number one, number two pitcher in the whole uh, baseball world. But Matt Scherzer definitely deserve some consideration to be one of the one number number three number four guys in the league right now. In that same game, we saw Chris Davis hitting his home run number 24. Wow, I, I I still can't believe how Chris Davis still hitting over 300 and still have over 20 home runs now on pace to finish the season with over 50 doubles and over 50 home runs. Meaning, if that happens, he will become the second player in major league history to have 50 home runs and 50 doubles in the same season. Last guy to do it, Albert Bell in 1995. But I still can't believe that that could happen. I still, one of those guys that say Chris Davis will probably end with 33, 34 home runs, maybe, maybe close to 100 RBI or get to the 100 RBI, but I don't see him hitting over 300. This is a guy that has problems with the high fastball, and everything that is off speed, change on curve. I mean, of course, if you throw it down the middle, then you're going to have trouble. We've seen guys doing that. They get behind in 3-1, 3-0, 2-1. They still try to put that fastball down the middle thinking that he's going to take or something, and he's really taking advantage of that. In the same game, well, we saw Mr. Triple Crown, Miguel Cabrera. You know, he's fighting. Right now, Miguel is ahead of him in average, ahead of him in RBI, but it's behind him in home run. So, Miguel Cabrera, he's his 19th home runs. We'll see what's going to happen in this series. Maybe at the end of this series, both of them end up with three home runs each. And now we'll see what happens down the road. But, of course, Miguel Cabrera is one of the best. So I, I, I could see Miguel definitely winning the, the at least the average and the RBI crown. I don't know about the home run because the pace that Chris Davis is doing right now, it, it's a pace that even if he – I still think he could hit 34 home runs, but even if he – Keep that up the way he's going. He's still probably going to hit more than 42, 43 home runs. And in the ballpark that Miguel Cabrera plays, it's not a good ballpark to really hit over 40 home runs. So he's going to have uh, he have his work cut out for him if Chris Davis keep it going the way he's going. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, they won again, 2 to nothing. They, they, they shout out the Colorado Rockies. Be careful with this team. All of a sudden, they won. Seven in a row, they're getting close to the 500 mark, and they're only eight games away from the Red Sox. People were talking about this team could probably win the East. They started very, very slow. Jose Reyes already playing rehab. He'll probably be joining the team maybe in a week, and that would be a big boost for this team. So, you know, keep an eye on those 
and those Jays, they could probably do what people thought they were should be doing when the season started. Texas Rangers, they were able, they were able, barely, to stop their losing streak at six. They were, they, they won eight seven. They defeated the Oakland A's. Joe Nathan, save number twenty one. Wow, he's really having a quiet year there in the bullpen. I didn't thought Joe Nathan had it in him anymore. I thought he was in decline. I guess not. He's doing pretty good right now. Jadier Molina still hitting away and showing people that he's probably the MVP right now in the National League with the Cardinals. Jadier went two for four yesterday with two RBI. Now he's still leading the league in average with a 355. But definitely for me, not just because he's a friend of us, but for me right now, Jadier Molina, if I had to vote an MVP in the National League, he will have my vote. After him, probably Paul Goldsmith and maybe Buster Posey after that. But right this second, Jadier Molina has my vote. What about those San Diego Padres? They won again, 5-3. and three. That's amazing, seven games in a row. They're bullpen through eight scoreless innings yesterday out of the 13 innings they played. That team, I don't know. If we believe on them, it's the first time we've seen them making a move in a while. Right now, if you're a San Diego Padres fan, keep it up. Get everything out. Get your gear out. Start start wearing your gear. Who knows what could happen? Right now, there are two games over 500, 36 and 34. Only a game away from the Arizona. Diamondbacks that are in first place. Colorado in second place there, half game. That's that division, American League West, it's getting interesting now, and it's getting a little crowded. Pretty much, this, the, the, it's getting crowded like the American Central. The only thing is, in the American Central, definitely three teams that are there crowding the top three spots. They're pretty good. They're playing over almost over 600 baseball, so they're pretty good. St. Louis, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh Pirates. In the West, they're playing good baseball because they're still playing over 500, but they're not really playing you know like like they're playing in the central but still it's getting crowded there i don't know what's going to happen it's this is time for baseball out of the 30 teams that baseball have 18 of them are fighting to try to be in the first spot 18 of them are just five games away the most so baseball is really enjoying one of his best seasons hopefully this keeps up and the whole baseball every division probably comes to when 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 august first shows up it's going to be, after all the trade deadlines and all that come along, it's going to be fun to watch baseball after August 1st. So we'll see what happens. With this, hopefully the San Diego Padres, if you're a San Diego Padres fan, keep it up and, you know, you guys could still be in it by August 1st. Giancarlo Stanton pretty much defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, I don't know how. Giancarlo Stanton is the only guy that could hurt you. From the Miami Marlins, they decided to pitch to him twice. Patrick Corbin and Heath Bell. Heath Bell did it the worst way. Their catcher, Miguel Montero, wanted to throw a curveball. I think I wouldn't even throw a curveball. I would just pretty much just put him on and deal with whoever is coming behind him. Whoever is coming behind him definitely doesn't have his power and will probably won't hurt me if I pitch to him. Heath Bell decided to throw him a high fastball. There you go. Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run to right field. He hit two yesterday. Drawing three runs, so the team won three to two. They only had three hits. He had two of them. That just can't happen. If you're the Arizona Diamondbacks right now, if you're their manager, the pitching coach, you have to be pretty, pretty upset. Of course, Stanton hit a milestone. That was home run number 99, 100 of his career. He had 100 home runs in his career in only 400 games that he has played. And 
That was the first defeat for the Arizona Diamondbacks this year when Patrick Corbin starts the game. They were 13-0, and now they're 13-1. and The latest news that we got so far, Evan Gaddis, El Oso Blanco, the one with the, the backup catcher for the Atlanta Braves, he's having an amazing year. He's been a main story in baseball. He's on the DL for the 15, he's probably going to be there 15 days with the oblique strain. Hopefully he could get better because he's one guy that the Atlanta Braves really need. Kansas City Royals, best, the best record in June. Yeah, I mean, they had a bad, bad May, but they're coming around right now in June. They're 12 on four and Good team for them. They're second in whole in the whole entire MLB in wins in their last at bat. They got twelve of those wins. So that's that's impressive. If you could do that, you're definitely gonna be fighting to try to be at the top of your division. I mean, the Yankees. Ah, I haven't talked about nothing about the Yankees. Guys, yeah, we don't like the Yankees very much here. Same way I go to Dirt Dog talking about them, same way I talk to them. About, about them here in my radio show. But right now, there's a little soap opera starting in New York. Brian Cashman, their GM, very upset with the hitting coach, Kevin Long, because Kevin Long told reporters the other day when they took out Mark Teixeira because he was feeling a little pain and discomfort on his, on his wrist, the same wrist he hurt on the WBC with the USA team. Kevin Long told reporters that Mark Teixeira was hurting the whole entire time he was trying to play after he came back from the DL. Well, that got to Mr. Cash from the GM, and he got very upset, and he told reporters that that's amazing that Kevin Long would tell the reporters that, but we never told them before they decided to activate him from the DL. He should have told them that so they knew what to do, and hopefully, hopefully they wouldn't even activate Mark Teixeira, they would have given him more time to heal up. Well, he didn't do that because Kevin Long, I mean, that's what Cashman said. Kevin Long never told Cashman about it. So at the end, Cashman said, I, I'm, I'm not completely upset with Kevin Long because I do understand. Just listen to this, guys, because I do understand there's a lot of people that are not pretty smart when a microphone is in front of them. So that's pretty hard. If somebody tells you that, you want to believe whatever you want to believe, but if somebody says that, I mean, in other words, they're pretty much just telling you, you know, you kind of dumb, dumb by saying that on the on the microphone instead of just talk to us in the office. So we'll see what that little soap opera is going to end up where they're still thinking about sending Mark Teixeira to the DL. We'll see. As soon as we know that, you guys will definitely know about about it, and it's going to be on Twitter and it's going to be on Facebook. And the last of it. Will Myers, that big prospect that the Tampa Rays got from the Kansas City Royals in exchange for James Shields, will be making his debut today, just just in a few minutes, here in Boston against the Red Sox in the first game. They have a doubleheader, so they're going to be starting here shortly in a few minutes. Well, that's all we have for baseball right now. All the hot news, all the hot topics for the NBA, too. Let's go and have our first commercial break. And after the commercial break, We'll say hi to Jose Santiago, and you're going to know what we call 105 miles per hour. That's going to be one of our uh, things that we do here in our show that we love it. We call it 105 miles per hour fastball. Me and Jose, we take a few questions for people. We'll debate here, and then we'll see if we both think the same way or one of us thinks one way, the other one 
it's not thinking the same way. So we'll see what happens. On the, or when we come back, so this is baseball y mucho más. We continue in a bit. Periódico La Cordillera, el periódico del centro, el que te lleva lo último en informaciones y noticias. Ese es el ejemplar periódico La Cordillera. También los puedes encontrar vía www.lacordillera.net. Comerciante que me escucha, auspicia tu negocio en el periódico La Cordillera, llamando al 739-3094. Periódico La Cordillera, el periódico del centro. Bebo's Barbecue en la Marginal Los Ángeles le ofrece el mejor pollo de todo Puerto Rico. Además, puede disfrutar de su bebida favorita en un ambiente familiar. Si la comida es de Bebo's, me la llevo. Teléfono 787-791-1577. Bebo's Barbecue. Angel Sport, fabricante de uniformes deportivos y estampados de camisetas y gorras. En la zona industrial del comandante en Carolina. Richard Pérez, su propietario, y sus atentos empleados los atenderán personalmente. Con su email angelsportpr.yahoo.com Teléfono 762-0030 o el 752-3930. Angelsport, el hogar de los deportistas. Calidad, cortesía y precios al alcance de su presupuesto. The Call Aesthetic. Y su propietaria, Katy Calderón, les invita a rejuvenecer en cuerpo y alma con sus servicios de masaje relajante, faciales, tratamientos corporales para adelgazar y para la celulitis, depilación facial y corporal. Embellece ahora con un servicio único de uñas en acrílico, gel, manicuras y mucho más. Tenemos las mejores líneas de productos para el cuidado de tu piel. Recuerda, The Call Aesthetic, en Vía Mirta, DS1, Villafontana, en Carolina, frente a Walgreens de Plaza Carolina. Teléfono 787-675-7032. The Call Aesthetic. Angel Sport, Bebo Barbecue y The Call Aesthetic presentan... Like I told you guys, 105 miles per hour fastball. Our asshole says something that one of our listeners usually write down in, in our Twitter account or in our Facebook account, and then we'll debate here. We'll see who's wrong, who's right. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe we could both be right. So now let's say hi and welcome to our show, Baseball y Mucho Más, at the ex-MLB player, the pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, Jose Santiago. Hello, Jose. Hello, Arno. Good afternoon, and uh, I want to say hello to all the fans in Boston, all over the world, here in Puerto Rico. We're having a great time. I mean, uh, there's a lot of sports going on, but what we care about it is the uh, fastball, the 105 miles per hour. So we're going to start right now. So uh, all the questions that you ask, you got you got to wait because we're going to take it one by one, and everybody that is uh, writing to us, We'll get their answer sooner or later. So 
hang with us, and especially all the people at the Academy in, in Boston, hello to them, and, and, and I'm glad that they're watching the program. I mean, they're... Okay, Jose, here we go. The first pass for 105 miles per hour. Let's see if we could hit it. Well, today, the New York Mets have two of the main prospects pitching. They're going to have a doubleheader. One is going to pitch during the right now. He's pitching right now, Matt Harvey. Already throwed two innings. He's having a good year. And in the nightcap, it's going to be Zach Wheeler. That guy, they, they, they got the Zach Wheeler from the San Francisco Giants when they traded Carlos Beltran. Finally, he's able to be in the big league. Two of them, of course, different type of pitchers. One of them looks like a phenom. Matt Harvey definitely looks like a phenom. Zach Wheeler, it's more of a, a finesse pitcher. He, he, he still throws hard, but not as hard as Matt Harvey. Jose, what do the New York Mets need to do so these kids will have a very bright future on the organization and could probably stay on that starting rotation for a while, or, you know, what can they, what, what, what things they should not do to make sure that these kids stay in their rotation? First of all, Harvey is uh, he's a great pitcher. He attacked the hitters. He's got a pretty good fastball. He's got a, a good curveball and a changeup. He's, uh, he's going to be a winner wherever he goes. The only thing bad about the Mets, they got to have uh, some offense and defense to make the pitchers uh, do a good job. Uh, they're pitching in Atlanta, and one of the, one of the games is going to be right now. He's playing right now with one thing, and the ball carries pretty good. Atlanta had a pretty good offense ball club. So they got a first strike, keep the ball down, keep it on the ballpark. And the other kid, he's a finesse pitcher, so he's got to hit the corners, uh, use both sides of the plate, in and out. So I imagine to have such as both of them, Harvey and the other kid, the ball club has got to have uh, some offense and defense. The way they're playing right now, he's going to toughen on the pitchers. But Harvey has all the stuff to be a winner. The other kid have to pitch amazing great to, uh, to be a winner. Well, Jose, this is what the New York Mets, for me, they have to try to do. They have to try, try to take it easy with these kids. They have to try to make them feel like, you know, you're not the one that is going to carry this thing, especially Zach Wheeler. He's just starting right now. He comes from AAA. He was a AAA with a 4-2 and record, 3.93 ERA. I mean, as long as they make sure that these two kids know that they have a bright future in their organization, but we're going to build around you guys. Don't feel like you're going to have to just carry the whole load, try to be better than anybody else, try to do more than anybody else. Because, I mean, we need pitching, but we still need the offense from the other guys. Right now, you got Matt Harvey, 5-on-1, with a 2.04 ERA, 102 strikeout, in only 97 innings. But he has lost a lot of games that I – well, I mean, he hasn't lost. He just came up without no decision because he has pitched 7 or 8 innings. Sometimes he has pitched 9 innings of a scoreless ball, but his offense hasn't been able to give him any support. So they have to tell these two kids, this, we're going to take it easy. I don't want to see, like they used to have, remember, they used to have a Paul Wilson, Jason Hesringhausen, and the lefty. I forgot the name of the lefty, that the lefty ended up just being a relief pitcher because he was almost hurt. They were coming up. Everybody thought in the Merton organization that they were going to be the next Ron Darling, Sid Fernandez, and uh, Dwight Gooden. That didn't happen because they tried to rush all those kids, especially Paul Wilson and Jason Hesringhausen, Yes, just take it easy, New York Mets. You got two two great pitchers here, 
but don't kill them. Remember what happened to the Chicago Cubs when they had Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor. They pretty much just killed him, Jose. So next time you – I was thinking it was like two or three years later, you don't even know where Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood was, I mean, because they were always hurt. So I think, Jose, the main thing is to take it easy with them, uh, make sure the innings – you keep the innings in control, the pitches in control, and, you know, the best tip you could give them, we're not – going to use you to carry us. We're just going to use you to build around you. It's one of the problems that the uh, Mets already have for the last few years. They don't take care of their young arms. I mean, if, if I get five, six good innings from uh, Hardy, I'll take him out of there. I mean, 100 pitchers or 90-some pitchers, take care of the young arms. This kid is great, but you got to protect his arm. And, I mean, pitching eight innings, and force him all the way. He's always two and one, three and one. He always pitching with a top ball game. And and if you're gonna have the other kid pitching today. If he got five good innings, take him out of there. Don't let him have a tough time. And that will uh, will really uh, you know his career will be suffering if he have a a, a set down on, on on the first time in the big leagues. So you got to take other arms. I mean, if he give you five, six good innings, get him out of there. Let the bullpen do the rest of the job. That's one of the problems that the Mets always have with a pitcher. I mean, you got to have a, a, a pitching coach that knows how to take care of their arms. Okay, Jose. The next fastball, 105 miles per hour. Let's see if we could hit it. Eric Stoltz, Jason Marquez, Edinson Volquez, and Andrew Kashner. Do you even know who they are? Of course. I mean, uh, Marquez went to Puerto Rico, and I worked with him with the San Juan Baseball Club. He came to Santurce. I was the general man in Santurce when he was there, and I talked to, to him many times. Every time that uh, one of the people from Puerto Rico goes and, and talks to him, as a friend, he always mentions my name. Of course I know Marquez. He's having a great year, and uh, one of the things that he does now he throws strikes. He used both sides of the plate, and he uh, he's a good pitcher now. He knows how to pitch. That's a big difference in my case right now. I'm, I mean, he's having a great year, and uh, and I'm pretty glad for him. Well, let's see that, people. Jose for sure know who Jason Marquez is. Do Jose know who he pitched for right now? Marquez? Yeah. You're talking about Marquez of uh, Colorado Rockies. Right? Jason Marquez. No, you see, this is why people, they get upset with us, Jose, on Twitter, on Facebook, because they think they know it all, and they think, oh, the San Diego Padres, are, they got seven wins in a row. I, oh, man, that team right. should be... To be that team should be in the playoff. I already said it before the season started. That team should be in the playoff. Look at them. They're just one game away from first place. Jose, reality is nobody knows those four names that I told you because those four names are the starting rotation for the San Diego Padres. So nobody has Padres. That's clue what it is. I mean, who they are? Probably right now they know a little bit about it because they're having a great uh, uh, second half. I mean, uh, they're pitching to being great. And and they're uh, they're a different ball club now. But uh, you talk about the San Diego Padres, and nobody knows their stars or or who's uh, playing first, who's playing third. So that's the way it is. I mean, for fans, they don't recognize uh, the 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 guys are doing a great job on on on, on ball clubs like Colorado, uh, Mets, or San Diego, and that's what happened, Arnold. 
Well, I mean, for people that are asking us around Twitter and on Facebook, how do the San Diego Padres are doing it right now? They're just one game away from first place. They pretty much jump over the San Francisco Giants that nobody saw that coming. Well, they already did, of course. L.A. Dodgers, they've always been down there, so they didn't have to jump the L.A. Dodgers. But they already jumped. they champions from the 2012 season, the Giants, well, in the offensive part of it, Jet Gorko, who's hitting 284 with 8 home runs, 25 RBI, and Evers Cabrera. Cabrera is hitting 305 with 4 home runs, 24 RBI, already has 31 stolen base, and of course, in the pitching side of it, Eric Stoltz has been pitching a great, I mean, this is lefty, lefty that doesn't even throw harder than 88 miles per hour, knows how to spot the ball. He kind of looked like a Tom Glavin type of pitcher. Eric Stoltz is 6-5 with a 3.28 ERA. And, of course, what Jose Sanya was telling you, Jason Marquez, this year he's really having a good year, 9-2 with a 3.63 ERA. They're still working on their bullpen. The only guy in the bullpen that they could trust is Joe Thatcher, who has a 2.25 ERA, and Luke Gregerson, who was 4-2 with a 1.95 ERA. What I would do, I would find a way to start using Luke Gregerson as my closer and just put Houston Street, who's right now is 0-3, with 14 saves, 4.24 ERA. Lately, he's been hitting hurt a lot. So that's why I prefer to probably use the, 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 the kid, Luke Gregerson, who's not really a kid. He's already 28 years old, but he made it to the big league a little late, so he's still like a kid for the big league. I would probably, Jose, be thinking about using that kid to be my closer and just use Houston Street that definitely is not the same Houston Street that used to be with the Oakland A's. That is correct. I agree with you. But listen to this, San Diego Padres, the last 10 games are won 8 and 2. They got a a winning streak of seven games, and and the big problem with them is on the road. They're fourteen and twenty on the road, and they're twenty two and fourteen at home. So they play but great he, at home, but they don't have that great uh, deal on the road. So they gotta they gotta uh, do something about it on the road because at home they play great. And 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 you know when you talk about San Diego Padres, you say, I mean they're in front of, of San Francisco and the Dodgers. Already they are. Jose, that starting rotation, that starting rotation that I already told you about, you Mm -hmm. know, the record in the last seven, well, during this seven winning streak is? No. That starting rotation is right now 6-0 with a 1.99 ERA during that stretch of the seven winning streak. So that means they're doing it with their starting rotation. And they're still doing it with the offense that they got. They got a kid named Kyle Blanks. Kyle Blanks was supposed to go to the minor leagues as soon as Carlos Quentin came off of the DL when he had the trouble with that fight with Sal Greinke. What happened? John De Alonso, the Cuban guy from first base, he got hurt. So they had to put John Alonso on the DL. They had to use Blanks, who played in Puerto Rico this year in the winter league with Carolina. They had to use Blanks and keep it in the big league. And right now, Blanks have a home run, 22 RBI, hitting over 280. And they weren't expecting that from him. The offense is clicking. The pitching is clicking. I don't know what to do, Jose, but I don't know how long this is going to last for the Padres. But I like it. I like seeing this team finally enjoy a ride. I don't know, maybe for one or two months. I think it will be great for the city, for their fans, and for baseball. As a joke, when you have a Padre 
in your ball club, you're blessed by the good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. Well, Andre. the next 105 miles per hour fastball, Jose, right now, in the National League, we're only going to use the National League. Who's your MVP player? <laughs> is that a question? No, no. I mean, you know what it is. Cabrera, definitely Cabrera. You know no, in the National League, in the National League, not in the American League. That's why American League is too easy. I mean, if I if I if I put a, a paper there and say write down the American League MVP, I would say 99% of the people would write Miguel Cabrera. That's why well, we're doing it put, in the uh, National Gary League. Molina, uh, as one of the uh, top uh, candidates for the uh, MVP. You take uh, Molina out of the lineup, and you see the difference. If you got the, uh, the right fielder from Puerto Rico, Beltran, he's having a great year too. Uh, there's a few guys that uh, that uh, Goldsmith from the Arizona having a great year too. So you take some of those guys. When you uh, ask for MVP, so you take the guy that you think is the MVP and take it all lined up, and then you see what kind of ball club will be without that guy. That's how you uh, select the uh, MVP for a ball club. So oh, that's, book, that. That sounds that's Molina right now. That sounds good, Jose. That sounds good. I mean, my top three, I'm gonna take three guys and I'm gonna I'm gonna put them by number. Number three for me, Joey Votto. Joey Votto hitting three twenty one, twelve home runs, thirty four RBI with the Cincinnati Reds. They're in second place. They've been playing great baseball the whole year, but I still think with the help of Brandon Phillips, he already has 56 RBI. The help of Shin So Shu getting on base at 425 clip. Jay Bruce, 13 homer, 48 RBI. And of course, Jose, you got to roll this shaman in that bullpen with 18 save, 2.03 ERA. You got a lot of help, especially Matt Latos, too, in the starting rotation with a 6 and 0. So you got a lot of help. That's why for me, Joey Votto, it's number three in my book. Number two for me, Paul Goldsmith, first baseman for the Arizona Diamondbacks, hitting 305, 16 home runs, 61 RBI, 386 OBP, and of course he's getting help from somebody named Patrick Corbin, who's in the starting rotation with a 9-0, 2.2 e, 2.2 e ERA, and the team is 13 and 1. They finally lost yesterday in a game that he started the game. Plus, he still has. A good lineup like Miguel Montero, Martin Prado, Jason Cubo. They're not really hitting that much right now, but Gerardo Parra is helping out. I mean, this team does have a lot of people helping out. That's why I'm going to put Paul Gosme second. And number three, Jose, like you said, I'm going to go with my buddy, not just because he's a very good friend of us, but he just he's really having a great year, exactly like he had last year. He's not hitting for power like last year. He ended up with 22 home runs last year, but... Hitting 355, four home runs, 38 area. He already has 22 doubles. The next guy on his team close to him in double, it's Alan Craig with 16. He's hitting the OBP 396. Of course, he has the help of Beltran. 16 home runs, 44 area, hitting 306. He still has Matt Holliday with 10 home runs. Half Alan Craig who has 52 RBI. But Jose, starting rotation is full of just rookies. I mean, I mean, we don't count Aaron Wainwright. He still has that help of Aaron Wainwright with 10 and 3, 2.18 ERA. But 
Even Lance Lynn, like Lance Lynn said, without Jaddy behind the plate, there was no way I could be nine and one. The rookie, Jerry right. Miller, eight and four. I would not be eight and four without with without uh, Molina yeah, yeah. behind the plate. All those rookies, guys, they already started twenty two games. They're thirteen and five with two point eighty nine ERA when the rookie starts this year for the color uh, for the San Luis Cardinals, and it has to be Jaddy or Molina. He does. You don't have to worry about. Uh, holding the runner, Jose, he could throw them out. Usually they don't even run when he's pitch, when he's catching, and he could call a great game. And what you guys here in the state saw in the WBC for Puerto Rico, a team that we weren't even supposed to be in the top five teams in the in, in the world, we ended up going all the way to the finals and finished the number two team. So Jose, Jadier Molina, get my vote. Well, we uh, we agree on that. Uh, the other guy that I was going to mention, if I would get three, was a guy from uh, Cincinnati uh, that you already mentioned. So, so those we're about the, the same, and 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 the three guys that uh, we uh, we choose for the MVP in the National League, in the American League. But you say, I mean, Cabrera to me is a number nah, one. That, that, that's 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 I. Like I was telling some of the guys on Twitter, that's not even a, a, mile, a, a 105-mile-per-hour fastball. That's pretty much just a 35-mile-per-hour fastball in a 3-0 count with bases loaded two outs. You are swinging off the hill. So you're going to hit it way deep, Jose. 